0: Welcome to Mommy Heal Thyself. We feature guests who provide you with the tools, resources, and strategies you need to say no to a life of pain and suffering from all forms of preventable disease, toxic drugs, and unnecessary surgeries. We hope to inspire you to boldly reclaim your ability to heal and to serve the ones you love. Welcome, ladies, once again to another episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. And today I have the wonderful Emma Sarong. She has been an activist for most of her adult life, and she looks like she was just born yesterday, so I don't think that's been too long. But anyway, (laughs) she has always had an eye and a heart for people and issues that are often overlooked. She received a BA in psychology from the University of Illinois at Chicago. While there, she organized support for the homeless local community, and she co-created an organization to bring attention to the experiences of youth in Uganda. Emma previously worked, with children on the autism spectrum as a mental health practitioner, a case manager, and a visual support coordinator before becoming a mother and choosing to stay at home. As a homeschooling mom, she has spent time as a professional photographer, coordinating disaster relief and working as an independent media journalist and editor at outlets like Mint Press News and Mind Unleashed and the Antimedia and more. Now, Emma currently sits on the board of Women Against Military Madness, where she serves as co-chair and is on the board of Rocky Mountain Political Law Institute. She was previously a member of the Movement for a People's Party Coordinating Committee and a member of the executive board on the the Pentagon. Woo, oh my God, you have done so much. And when I met you at the Children's Health Defense conference that recently occurred i was just blown away by all the things that you were doing so welcome emma thank you for being here with us
1: thank you so much for having me
0: so let us begin by going into a little bit of why why are you just this phenomenal crusader for everyone that has been underrepresented, underserved and everything
1: else. Why? That's a <laughs> that's a big first question. <laughs> um but I can kind of I guess answer it a little simply. Uh and I think you probably understand this feeling. It's basically because if not me, who? Um you know, as soon as you realize that you have a heart for certain things, and it's maybe certain things that other people are not as focused on as, as you, you just kind of see that there's, there's a need there. And there's a difference. If I'm not finding a bunch of people in my life that are uh, caring about the things that I'm caring about, and I care so deeply, I have to do something with that. So um, there's just always been that that motivation that it just seems to be for whatever reason, this is part of me, and um, I have to do something with it. It's not, possible to ignore.
0: I tell you, I I truly resonate with that because I, I can't even imagine doing anything else. You know, I it's it's just inbred within me. I think I was just born that way. And and so it is what it is. Now tell us a little bit more about what it is that you are doing, because we're talking about a better way for health. And I would love for you to share with us what you do within the capacity of the World Council for Health.
1: Yep. Well, the World Council for Health is um, an international organization that is pretty new, just just a few years old. Um, Actually, just a couple. We just celebrated our second birthday. um, And we've done a lot in a short period of time. Um, And we were born out of everything that went wrong during the the pandemic. And I guess kind of what I just said about myself, sort of seeing that need, seeing a hole. And knowing that there were a group of people that were um, motivated and willing to fill it, so you just kind of have to. So, <laughs> the World Council for Health came to, to be, um, to really empower people um, to take back control of their their health and well being, because um, there's kind of been a generations long attack on our our, our like innate understanding of of how mm-hmm. to take care of ourselves. Um, things that we've we've been able to do for generations and why humans have been able to exist for for so long we've really been disconnected from that so um the world council for health is big and broad and we're kind of still finding ourselves a little bit since we're newer you know everything can fall under the health umbrella it's a little (laughs) overwhelming so we have to like you know kind of pick and choose and figure out where we're going and what we can talk about and what we can you know help uh people with, but the big thing is that we're just working to provide information and connect people and empower people, not tell anybody what to do. Um, just remind people that they really do know what's best for them and their families.
0: So what were the needs that you were observing that you felt was important to have addressed?
1: Um, well, a lot of things happened, um, during the pandemic, obviously, um, where, fear was pushed so significantly that, that that was leading people so they became even more kind of disempowered and and disconnected from what they might have known or felt comfortable in the past doing for themselves so it became very apparent to so many people over the last few years that that we needed to remind people um and give them support to kind of find their way back on on that path
0: mm-hmm. You know, all of what you're saying resonates so much with me, because like you, in our organization, It Takes a Village, that sponsors this particular podcast, we saw that sense of hopelessness and desperation, and that is why we actually got an RV and we did the Hope and Healing Tour. And, you know, we continue to do the Hope and Healing Tour, going to communities that just need to have that message that says- you have the power to heal. Mm -hmm. There's no need to be afraid. Let us come together. Let us find out what resources that you need and let us connect you to those resources, connect you to those people. And as you said, find a better way forward for health. So Mm -hmm. now what are some of the things that your organization has been doing over the past couple of years that has allowed it to grow to the extensive expansion that it's at right now?
1: Yeah, well, it, to some extent, um, that that door was very open for for organizations like the World Council for Health to to come about over the last few years. Because while people did get really uh, kind of driven by fear and and controlled in that way, I think a lot of people also have come to recognize over the last few years that. That that was wrong and something's missing, and they don't necessarily always know what that is. But there, there, that door was was open for so many of us to kind of fill that that need. So, I think sort of naturally, organizations like the World Council for Health and and um, all kinds of organizations and individuals during that time, it was it was the situation was ripe for us to be created and for us to grow during that time. That maybe there's. we can point to individual things that we've all created and campaigns we've made and events we've we've held but it also feels like more like on the the universe level or something Mm -hmm. that like there's something happening that's also powering us all forward like the time is is ripe for what we're all doing um not to diminish everybody's hard work and the fact that we're doing a lot of things and we're creating things but there's also like a situational aspect that's Mm -hmm that's um, happening here. Yep. So we do like, we create, um, a lot of, of guides, you know, towards the beginning, we had, um, early treatment guide for COVID. Um, Mm -hmm. we've had a very successful spike protein detox guide that people can use that are, are, um, maybe suffering the effects of, of COVID or long COVID or dealing with vaccine injury or things like that. Um, right now we're working on a, um, a cancer care guide for a little more exploring, exploring some of the alternative, um, ways that you might be able to treat cancer. Um, uh, so guides and, and tips and things like that. And we have um, a conference that we've done twice so far, and we should have another one coming up um, hopefully this summer or in the fall. Um, we have a, a live show every Monday. So all, all of these things that we produce are are just little pieces of the puzzle that's uh, building who we are and our audience and, and filling just a huge need that's very clearly out there <laughs> right
0: now so tell me more about this show that you have every monday what is it
1: yeah um well it's gone through a little bit of an evolution um in our short time of doing it we've we've been doing it for about two years now we just had um our 112th episode yesterday um it Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, so it happens every Monday or almost every Monday. Um, every once in a while, we have some other event. Like next week, we don't have one on Monday. We have a, a different event in its place. But they, when they first began, they were called General Assembly Meetings. Um, and we invited all of our partners and all of our, our supporters and our audience to tune in and to just hear from doctors, professionals, uh, whoever it might be that has some sort of information to share. So to just information really to, to, get out there and to hear from the source of people who are exploring different treatments for things, people who are, um, very experienced in some sort of, some health modality that maybe people are not very familiar with it, that the topics are kind of endless. Mm-hmm. Um, we no longer call them general assembly meetings because it wasn't necessarily a m- meeting for too long. And who's, who's very excited about going to meetings, you know, so we've, <laughs> we've morphed more into a show. Um, And we're actually potentially going through a little bit of a a rebranding with it again, but right now it's called Better Way Live. And um, we're just trying to focus on how to get to that better way. What is part of the better way, um, the better way forward for all of us. So it's still similar where we're exploring all of those um, different treatments for things, different health modalities, different concepts, um, just all kinds of stuff, but trying to put a positive better way spin on it. Um, because there's a lot of people within, um, specifically the the health freedom movement, but people who, who have been more, um, vocal and even some organizations that have popped up over the last couple of years that still kind of lead by fear mm-hmm. with, with some of these topics and some of this information. And it's, I understand how it happens. It's easy. You know, there is stuff that seems scary and, and people pay attention when you're leading by fear. Um, but we can't replicate what the the people we're trying to kind of combat are are doing. We can't lead by fear. So we try hard to have a positive mm-hmm. take on everything
0: i love I love that you're saying that because, as you said, I think one of the main mistakes that sometimes we fall into in trying to quote unquote, create a better way is that we inadvertently duplicate the same thing, you know, and in this, mm-hmm. case, like you said, that sense of always being reactive and always waiting waiting for that crisis modality and having that sense of oh my god everything's against us, and the government and this and da, 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 da. you know and so i i can relate to you 100 that has always been our perspective that there is a need for us to be proactive to create community to build immunity by creating community not not thinking about, oh my God, what is the next virus? Or what is the next catastrophe that's gonna happen? But rather focus on the beauty of actually building health, of actually building community, you know? So what do you find is one of the most important tips that you can share with people for creating a better health?
1: Yeah. um... I guess one of the most important things, I think, for everybody to remember is that we already know what is good for us and what is what is best for our families. Um, like, like I was saying before, you know, humans wouldn't exist if we weren't fully capable of taking care of ourselves and taking care of our families. like the the our our ancestors have gone through so many unimaginable things that most of us might not be able to go through very well today because of the the way our societies have, have changed but we wouldn't be here right now if our ancestors weren't capable of taking care of themselves of figuring out what food is healthy to eat what what isn't healthy to eat if if women were not able to birth babies um, naturally the way that they do we've we've forced that into such a medicalized, scary Thing, but if we couldn't, if we weren't built to do it, we wouldn't be here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, a- educating our children, you know, we, people for generations have been able to do this themselves, and we've really handed over so much of our authority. Um, and we need to really take take that back and empower each other. Um, we already have the experience, the abilities, the instincts to do these things. So um, maybe like number one tip is, don't let anyone ever tell you or make you feel like you're not capable or not smart enough to make the best decisions for your own body and for your own family.
0: I, I, oh, it is just beautiful for you to hear, to say that, you know, I, before coming into this um, session with you, I went over to your website and I was just blown away by one thing in particular, where you go through the it's not principles, we call ours principles, but you have it at seven, Oh God,
1: it, it is principles.
0: The seven oh, principles, principles of a better okay, way. yeah, yes, so yes, you have yes. the seven <laughs> principles. And the one that yeah. really resonated with me more so than anything else was that understanding of the importance of spirituality. You know, that mm-hmm. importance of that inner knowing, because especially over the past couple of years, there has been just this propaganda that says, Nothing is valid unless it comes from an expert with an alphabet soup after his or her name. And for (laughs) you within the council to say, you know what, that's all well and good, but you know what, you don't need the alphabet soup. Mm -hmm. There is that inner knowing within each and every one of us about how to create that better way towards health. Oh, I love that.
1: Yep. Yeah, honestly, that, that's kind of one of my favorite things working with this group of people because personally, um, you know, I have a, a BA in psychology when you went through my my bio and I used to work with um, with children on the autism spectrum where I was a mental health practitioner. Um, but I, you know, when I was in college, I changed my major, I think, seven times because I'm interested <laughs> in so many things. And I got to the point where it's was like, I I just need to graduate. So I just happened to get a (laughs) psychology degree kind of most based on that. Um, I'm I'm a hands-on learner and I'm interested in so many things. So that means that I'm not, I'm probably not going to sit down and dedicate six years of my life to one topic of study, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean I'm not intelligent or capable of learning things or learning in a hands-on environment. So I, I'm not the ideal candidate to have 20 letters behind my name. Mm -hmm. Um, And in some situations and with some people, that's very much looked down upon or my opinion doesn't doesn't matter. My contributions, my experience are like nothing if I don't have that. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I just personally love so much about the community with the World Council for Health is that my input, my experience, my ideas, everything is valued without, you know, we don't have to look at. At the secret code behind my name or anything like that. Like I'm I'm valued as a person and my contributions are are, are looked at just on the level of what they are. You know, um, I, I love that just because of the kind of person I am and the roadblocks I've run into in the past for sorry that I'm interested in everything.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you know, that is that is very critical for us to make that discernment to empower each person to recognize his or her value. You know, when when they were coming out with this nonsense about essential workers, I said, what the heck is that mess? Every single person is essential. I said, if you don't think your trash collector is essential, you try to go a week or two without having him or her pick up the trash and then come back to me and tell me about who's essential. You know, yeah. so one of the things that I love is this whole understanding of creating community where everyone is valued you know every mother is valued every child is valued we, you know when we look at children on on the autism spectrum and i said we have to be able to sit there and identify the beauty the gift that that child is bringing into this world that only he or she can bring no one else can do it you know and if we looked at each other in that way The world would be a so much better place than Mm -hmm. us looking to see, well, what is your pedigree? You know, Mm -hmm. who cares really and truly, you know, Mm -hmm. wisdom, I don't believe is a matter, it's not dependent on intellect. Wisdom comes from that inner being that lies within each and every one of us. And that is the true messenger of truth not intellect. You know, I've, I've seen so many different things that are like scientific or whatever, but not reflective of wisdom.
1: Not at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of people have learned that much better over the last few years than they, they ever had before. Um, just understanding that that the people with those those letters behind their names or or these people that we've held to those um, positions of authority mm-hmm. maybe don't have wisdom or don't have you know there's there, there's intelligence and there's knowledge and there's wisdom these are all different things that we've kind of more recently lumped together a little bit and 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 we're looking at people's achievements and we're looking at people's productivity and we're not looking at the, the, the person and we're not uh We've forgotten what 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 emotional intelligence is. We've forgotten what intelligence is. We've forgotten what wisdom is. And and I think, definitely over the last few years, more people have kind of woken up to to the big deficit that we've seen in some of those things and the people that we've we've allowed to be the decision makers um, mm-hmm. for for us.
0: So, what has been one of the more um, inspirational contributors to your life, whether it be a book or a specific person or what music whatever
1: you know that's that's a really hard one um I have a lot of people in my life that I'm very inspired by I think because maybe because of kind of how our conversation started because of the the type of person that I've been and the the things I've gotten involved with it it kind of by default means that I'm surrounded by a lot of really cool people that are doing really cool things and Mm -hmm. um i i have so many friends that are just so dedicated to the things that they care about and they've made it their life it's like oozing out of them mm-hmm. at, at all times and they want to make the world a better place and that's definitely some people that i work with at the world council for health as well as um other good friends of mine that it's sort of just like the community around me is a constant inspiration as well as meeting people like that all the time with doing this kind of work you know when I met you and and met so many people at the the CHD conference it's like oh there's more more of us more of them and it's like I get a huge burst of energy And it's such a good reminder um that there's so many of us out there that we don't know we don't know they exist and they're doing amazing good things too it's it's such an important reminder but it's specifically the people that I that I know and love to see the work that they're producing and the good things that they're doing is just sort of my my thing that keeps me going
0: well you know the thing that resonates most in what you said to me is that understanding of uh, you're not alone you know that is one of the most empowering and inspirational realization to step into So much of what was done during the past couple of years gave the illusion, the falsehood that we were alone, Mm -hmm. that we could not connect with others. In fact, they tried to physically distance us to create that physical aloneness. Mm -hmm. And now for us to have organizations such as the World Council for Health, it gives us that anchoring, Mm -hmm. that remembering that we are not alone you are not in this by yourself or you don't have to be you know if you want to go over to a little island (laughs) by yourself then hey go for it but you know know that we are here that you guys are here so tell us a little bit more about how people can become more a part of what you are doing
1: yeah there's um quite a few different ways uh Obviously, just like you did, you can go to the website and, and check out our work and, and use it for yourselves and also share it with other people. So it's WorldCouncilForHealth.org. Um, we have a host of different resources and flyers, um, so things that you can print and, and give to people, um, health guidance that can be, you know, depending on who you're trying to give it to, you can gently just try to give somebody something that's maybe a little bit of an alternative to what they would normally uh-huh. um seek out, uh, we we are active on uh, quite a few different social media platforms. So we have ways to follow along. Um, Telegram is kind of the biggest one that we're on. We're um, WCH underscore org there. Um, we have an email newsletter that uh, I usually send out on Sundays or Mondays, maybe twice a week if we've got something big going on, Not not uh, we don't spam anyone. So that's easy to sign up for if anyone wants to visit our website and stay more directly connected in that way. Um, a really cool thing that we're working on right now is decentralization um, cuz you know what we're called the world council for for health um there are definitely people who who look at our organization right away and the name They're like oh are you are you going to be the new who <laughs> and you know mm-hmm. my my in- world Economic forum <laughs> <laughs> yes and and right away my my like gut reaction to that is always like that's a that's a rotten system we can't yeah. we can't replace we need to get rid of that and yeah maybe if you get rid of that there will be like a need to fill there but it's not that's not a blueprint to mm-hmm. replicate mm-hmm. um so to kind of like to, to to tackle that and to fill a need that's necessary we're we're working on decentralization right now and setting up country councils in various countries a- around the world um we have uh last time we announced it we had i, be, I believe 11 confirmed country councils but there's I think another 10 that have been confirmed around the world. We have a bunch in Asia that have formed their own coalition, WCH Asia. There's Japan, Singapore, Indonesia. Um, there's a WCH. And, and some of them are called different things. They they can choose how they want their name to be. If it's uh, the something Council for Health or World Council for Health country. We have one in South Africa. Um working on getting one in a bunch of different South American countries and Canada and all around the world to empower um, communities and countries to, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you want to exit the WHO and you want to just have something that's focused on your individual country or or your local community. It doesn't have to be a country, um, but it's part of that that process of empowering smaller groups of people to, to take charge of the health um, and well-being of their communities. And it doesn't mean that You know, when we have country councils in Singapore and Ireland, they can't share information with each other, you know they're connected they're part of the same family, but they're not no one's telling each other what to do it's not a top down thing so. um, We're trying to plant those all over the world, so if you live in one of those countries that has one follow along get involved in that local one or consider being part of starting one where you are. so that's, that's a great option. <laughs> and like I said, we have these, these live shows every Monday that are broadcast right on our website and and all kinds of things going on all the time. So there's different, there's different levels of opportunity. Um, also different organizations can become coalition partners of the World Council for Health. So you just kind of become part of our network. There's so many good people and good organizations doing amazing things. So we just have to figure out these ways for us to stay connected and boost each other's work. No one needs to try to do all these things. We can't. We all play Not a different possible. role. It's a massive puzzle, um, exactly. but we do need to stay connected. So we're just trying to, to do that with our, our coalition partner strategy um, so that we see what we're doing. And mm-hmm. you know, if someone comes to us and they're like, oh, this is where I live and I'm looking for this kind of thing, we can say, oh, we have a partner there. Why don't you like go take a look at that? <laughs>
0: Yay. Oh, I tell you, so, so amazing. I love what you are doing. And ladies, please note, We're going to have that link in the show notes, which can connect you to the resources that Emma was talking about because they have a plethora, I mean, a whole heap of resources that they have already created, you know, and that are coming up. So I encourage you to click on that link and go to their resources. Now, Emma, before we wrap up for today, is there anything that I should have asked you that I should have, you know touched on, but I didn't, that do you want to share with our community?
1: Well, I feel like we covered an amazing amount of things, actually, in a short amount of time, and we got to, like, the heart of a few things really quickly, so good job to us, I think. Hey, <laughs> <doing hey. that. laughs> um, but I did maybe want to, maybe this is kind of going back to, I already gave a piece of advice, so this is probably still kind of, kind of advice, but I do get a lot of questions about, uh, oh, uh, how do you do everything that you do? You know, being a parent of two kids who are are homeschooled, um, and working like more than full-time on all of these, these causes and stuff. Um, I don't, uh, I don't necessarily like to always answer that question. How do you do what you do? Cause I'm afraid if I think about it too long, I'll be like, wait, how do I do what I do? But I think <laughs> the, the answer is really simple. And I think we've kind of touched on this a few times is just, um, giving, giving everything up, giving up your expectations, giving up everything to whatever you want to say, like the universe, source, creator, um, whatever you want to call it, just, you know, your life might look difficult or chaotic or not enjoyable to somebody else, but that's fine. Cause it's, this, this is yours. Just embrace, um, whatever it is that you're being led to do and what you'll feel at peace and, and confident, um, in those choices. Like, if it's chaotic, if it's Mm -hmm. uncomfortable, if it's, if it's uncertain, just kind of embrace that as you let go of the expectations and the comparisons, let yourself find your purpose um, and embrace everything that comes along with that.
0: Ah, That is beautiful. That is the perfect way to end for our session today. Thank you so much, Emma, for joining us. And ladies, I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. Until then, Peace and blessings. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. If you like what we're doing here, please share, subscribe, like us, and leave a comment. Your feedback is very much appreciated.